welcome, welcome to, to Buttons, Buttons and Figs. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, that welcome was from Ellie and Levi, two students who attended Camelview Elementary's Superhero Night in Phoenix, Arizona. Superhero Night was a night of stories and games and wordplay all about superheroes. The librarian at Camelview Elementary, Savannah Trangooch, invited us to be a part of the fun. Huzzah! Huzzah! And we got to share a new book featuring a superhero named... Wait a minute. What was his name? Blue Bullet. Who? Blue Bullet. One more time. Blue Bullet. (laughs) Why didn't you say so? Featuring the superhero Blue Bullet. On this episode, we'll share some of the voices from the kids at Superhero Night at Camelview Elementary. And we'll also share our interview with Dr. Drew Palacio, author of Shrieks and Sounds and, and Things, things abound. abound, The Quiet Wants of Julian J. We love this book when we first read it. It's filled with wordplay and nonsense. But it also has some great superhero advice for kids. So let's learn all about Shrieks and Sounds and Things Abound, The Quiet Wants of Julian J. From the author himself. Huzzah! Huzzah! Welcome to Buttons and Figs, Dr. Drew Palacio. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I mean, I am astonished and honored and absolutely exuberant at the, you know, uh, very fact that I'm here with you today. Thank you so much. Well, just keep those adjectives coming. We love it here. (laughs) Well, will you first start out by telling our listening audience and telling the kids about Drew Palacio? Well, I suppose that is interdependent as to what young people would like to know. Admittedly, I think that I'm a little bit of a dork. Uh, I'm like any other kid or any other adult out there. Uh, I'm probably a bit more childish for my own good, but I find that to be okay because for me, being a little silly, keeping a playful heart, uh, and having an open mind are some of the best things that we can do to conquer life's challenges today. Well, we sure like hearing that here at Buttons and Figs because we're all about the silly and the playful. And you've written a really fabulous book that we're going to share today or share a bit about today. And it has a fabulous title. Would you tell us a little bit about this book and, and where this idea came from? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So the book is Shrieks and Sounds and Things Abound, The Quiet Wants of Julian Jay. Mm. Now, first and foremost, what you'll see with this book and other books that I have in motion, which I will allude to, is that I am a big fan of alliteration, uh, which means that I like it when two consonants follow each other or two vowels follow each other or two similar sounding things follow each other in tandem. Uh, So that's one reason as to why the title is what it is. Another reason is specifically because, well, uh, this particular manuscript was written about 10 years ago, and it was very much influenced by one of the first young people that came to see me. And he had a really difficult time when there were shrieks and sounds and other things abound 
occurring around him at school, at home, or at other places. Uh, so in many respects, the manuscripts and the books that I write influence the many challenges that young people have today. But with that, I try to add a little bit of fun. And that leads me to ask, your name is Dr. Drew Palacio. What are you a doctor of? When? Why did this child come to see you? So I am a doctor of clinical psychology, uh, which means that in a broader sense, uh, I study all the things that make us us, uh, what we do and why we do and why we choose to do it. But another part of my job is kind of helping people who are having a little bit of a tough time, whether they're young people, kids or adults, uh, navigating life and life's challenges. So sometimes kids will see me simply for just that. But it's not all work. Uh, oftentimes it can be a lot of fun. And in the story you tell, shrieks and sounds and things abound. See, I do enjoy saying that. <laughs> um, you use a comic book hero and a comic book character to really bring this message to the the boy in the story whose name is Julian J. Tell us a little bit about your comic book character, Blue Bullet. Who is he and and why did you choose comic books to tell your story? Well, to be quite fair, uh uh, Blue Bullet has often pulled me aside and asked that he remain anonymous, meaning that I don't necessarily talk a lot about his private life or what he does. Uh, and I respect him in that regard. Uh, what I will say uh, is that he grew up here on Earth like anyone else, uh, but probably had some unique experiences uh, as to his powers, as to his kind of Azul tone, if you will, uh, which is another word for blue for those of you out there. Mm. But what I will also commend and say is that he is the guardian of all young people and children. If you will, set up the story a little bit, because I, I love how Julian is a boy and he's the main character of your story. And he sits down to do something he loves, right. which is to read his comic book. Mm -hmm. And I think it's issue number 161, right? So Blue Bullet has been around for a while. <laughs> and that is something I know these kids who just wait for that new issue to, to just be ready for the next adventure, kind of in the way that Marvel works, right? Just this universe that keeps expanding upon itself. And he gets frustrated. And these things start to happen. So, so share a bit of how this story unfolds. <laughs> well, you know, uh, what we learn about Julian Jay is that he was very diligent one day and found himself, you know, wanting to play and in doing so, tucked himself under a lovely little tree and pulled from his backpack his most prized possession, which was, as you said, uh, a copy of Blue Bullet issue 161. But unfortunately, uh, there were forces that in attempted to ensure that he wouldn't have any fun. And you see that I'm rhyming and I'm not trying to add puns, but this is where my mind goes. Uh, and before he even gets into really the first title adventures of Blue Bullet, he finds that he is uh, besmirched or bewitched by a number of different uh Calamitous creatures. Uh, again, here's that alliteration. Calamitous meaning things that would really cause a problem for you out there. Uh, 
So the first is a crow with a bow and a vest of aquamarine who decides that he's going to come down and do nothing but provide a large and rockerous caw. Uh, and obviously our Julian is having no want of it uh, and just wants to be left alone. I love it. I love it. So yes, the the there is a crow who is dressed up as fancy as all get out, who who gets in Julian's way of his reading. And then next comes, I mean, I don't want to give it all away, but Next comes additional forest creatures um, doing fantastical things. And and why why did you make those choices of of having sort of these oddities, the, this uh, what I'll call nonsense, enter into your story? <laughs> well, first and foremost, because I think nonsense can be a lot of fun. Uh, what is life without a little bit of magic or perhaps in some cases a lot? Mm. Yeah, there, and that's, I think that's what's really cool, like because the the setting of where Julian is, you know, it's a real setting, right? He's sitting under a tree. He's trying to read his comic book. And in and there are uh, normal things that happen, right? A crow would caw. But then in the story, you know, he's all dressed up. And there again, another creature that that comes, uh, you know, along that doesn't necessarily fit in the setting and um, some some uh, buzzing bees, you know, get in his way. And so these little things add up for Julian. Here's a short reading from Shrieks and Sounds and Things About. Julian tried to sit down to return to his tail, but the feelings inside made him just want to wail. The bees were still sneezing, the crow cackled on, and the pig did a spin and put another twig on. Just then, in the sky, there was a whiz and a whir. Was it lightning, a comet? Julian wasn't quite sure. He couldn't believe something else was on the way to absolutely and completely ruin his day. And when whatever it was landed with a crack, Julian's rage boiled over. He couldn't hold back. His heart pounded harder. His eyes teared as he groaned. Julian leapt and he screamed, stop it, leave me alone. I just want to read, he cried and he roared. No one had ever heard a kid scream so loud before. Julian kicked at the ground, sending dirt flying. He then sank to the grass, worn out and still crying. And as the dust settled, Julian wiped the tears from his eyes. And what he saw before him was quite a surprise. It was the bringer of justice, the destroyer of doom. It was the blue bullet the creatures gave him some room. That was a wonderful reading. And so who appears to Julian? So, you know, it, as we were talking about, it kind of begins to build with kind of these nonsensical foresty creatures, these silly sneezing bees that obviously have a pollen allergy unto themselves. Uh, and allergy being something that doesn't quite make us feel quite right when we're exposed to it. Uh, and then, of course, a little chef pig who simply wants to cook her own meal, but obviously is cooking some things that Julian doesn't find very appetizing. Uh, and then lastly, as Julian kind of calls out and in, in frustration and begins to scream, well, who should come to his aid and is a sale but that of the blue bullet himself, right as rain. Yeah. And isn't it those... I mean, Julian's experience, right? He yells out, I just want to read. Like, it seems like such a simple request. And sometimes yeah. kids kids themselves, they think, I have just a simple thing I want to do. But life <laughs> just gets in the way and keeps getting in the way and keeps getting in the way until they do boil over. And so what is it about like the frustrations and 
um, you know, Blue Bullet comes to his rescue. It, it, but talk a little bit about kids' frustrations and 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 what they can do to, um, and and what j- the story inspires them to think about. So you know, for young people, for kids out there and grownups alike, it's pretty common for all of us to get frustrated. We get frustrated when people tell us what to do. We get frustrated when we're told no. We get frustrated when things that we don't like uh, go ahead and happen. It's actually quite normal for us to have these feelings. But sometimes, if we let them, we can find that they get a little bit out of control. And for a young person, you would know if your frustration was getting out of control if and when you lost control of what you said or what you did. So oftentimes, the easiest thing that we can do in those moments is to think about or do something that we would rather do instead. So for example, probably a week or so ago, I was minding my own business, sitting in my living room, and all of a sudden, it started to rain. Now, rain isn't really something that occurs that commonly in one's living room. So on closer inspection, I came to find that a large pipe in my upstairs bathroom had burst. And by the time I had ran up and down the stairs, my cat was now doing the backstroke in a little bit of an impromptu lagoon. Mm. Now, obviously, uh, this is not something I wanted to find, and I was very, very frustrated. And I could have screamed, I could have shouted, uh, I could have banged my fists, but instead... I decided to pull my little kitty out of that puddle of water, stroke her little ears, and then have a good laugh. Mm. Because there was nothing I could really do at that time, but just try to put a smile on my face and realize that I could get get through this situation too. Mm. Have you ever found yourself in a really frustrating moment like Dr. Drew shared? Well, how did you handle it? Feel free to pause the episode here if you'd like to share a story with those you're listening with about a frustrating moment you had. Well, as Dr. Drew said, we all get frustrated sometimes. So after we read Shrieks and Sounds and Things Abound at Camelview Elementary, we asked a few students to share stories about what makes them frustrated. Um, sometimes um, my parents says I can't do this, but when, um, but when my sister does something when I didn't do it and it makes me upset. I got upset today so I was just it was this time was time to go home and I was um lining up and my I have a lot of kids that bother me on my table so I told my teacher my teacher could I please sit somewhere else for the day and she said only if you be good so I tried to be good and then my friend started talking to me, and I keep telling him to stop talking to me, and he won't. My brother Ian, um, being mean to me. When I can't control robots, when I when I can't move the robot, and it keeps a missing piece, that's why it has to not say missing piece, and that made me really angry. 
Frustrations do happen to all of us. But after reading Dr. Drew's book, here's what one of the students wanted to happen if they were having a bad day. If I was having a bad day, I'd want a superhero to come visit me and say, Hi, my name is Blue Bullet. Is there anything I can help you with? Well, that's exactly what happens in Shrieks and Sounds and Things Abound. Julian gets a visit from Blue Bullet, who leaves a note in Julian's comic book. And it's a message that might just help Julian the next time he gets frustrated. But you'll have to check out the book to learn exactly what Blue Bullet's note says. Let's head back to our interview to learn a little bit more about Dr. Drew Palacio and where you can find this new book. And please tell us about, you really bring the character of Blue Bullet and his nemesis. Who is his nemesis? Oh, I think that's the Slime Sage. Uh, yes, <laughs> Slime Sage. I really love that. You, those, these characters of yours come to life in the story about Julian and his frustrations. Tell us a little bit about the illustrator. Uh, well, you know, one thing that many people may not be aware of is that, yes, of course, you know, I'm a part of bringing shrieks and sounds and things about to life. But uh, w- alongside me, there is a team of incredibly remarkable and talented women. Uh, and Miss Apolline Etienne, and I'm probably butchering her name, so please forgive me, Apolline, uh, you know, is one such individual. Uh you know, in the process of looking for an illustrator to really bring uh, these characters to life, I probably sat down and interviewed uh, more than one or two dozen uh, and asked for drawings and pictures uh, of Julian, of Blue Bullet, what their thoughts were, etc. But out of all of them, it was Appleby's that had the most warmth, the most emotion, uh, the beating heart, and uh, the utmost sophistication. Now, I've never met her in person because I think, as I've alluded to, she lives in France uh, and she's doing all kinds of neat, wonderful, cool things in France. I wish I was in France. Uh, uh, You know, in her daily life, some fun tidbits that I can speak to is that she really does love uh, to illustrate, you know, uh, children uh, and to illustrate kind of fantasy-esque characters. Uh, so she's a really great fit uh, in working with me. And one thing that I'll also say is that she's also uh, just about completed in illustrating my next book, which is about to come out. So we're continuing to work together, and I love that. Uh, she is a huge Dungeons and Dragons uh, nut. So when she has free time available, when she's not, you know, out composing and creating beautiful, gorgeous works of art. Uh, She is just meeting with some friends and having grand old adventures. Uh, That's wonderful. And tell the kids, where can they find Shrieks and Sounds and Things Abound, Quiet Wants of Julian Jay, and your next book? Uh, when, When can we expect that to be out? Well, for Shrieks and Sounds, I think nowadays most people just out of convenience, uh, will likely go to the internets. So, of course, on all major distributors worldwide, uh, whether it's Amazon or Barnes & Noble or BookBub or uh, other major literary retailers, you'll find it there online, and you'll also find it in some select stores for sure. Uh, The next book in question, you know, I'll I'll give you the title uh, as it so stands. Uh, The title is 
that troubles and doubles and reflections askew the curious case of the two Emily Sues. Mm. And you, you do. Right now, I just want you to be my co-host, right? <laughs> like You definitely have an affinity for wordplay. So, you know, it, that manuscript has been completed. It is, of course, uh, been approved by uh, my publisher. Uh, Appleine is just now finishing. That's great. And is that book in rhyme too? Because it, it is impressive. You really um, have, a, have a way with rhyming and words and alliteration. So yes, I, I, all the manuscripts to which I've written, uh, my hope is to at least uh, continue to write on uh, s- different subjects and challenges to which young people uh, you know, find themselves confronted with. All of them will have some nutty, whimsical characters uh, because I love that. Uh, you know, the Blue Bullet will eventually make another return, though I can't say when. Uh, he's he's a busy guy, so it's interdependent on his schedule. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, this will be brought to motion and it's always in this rhyme and verse because that's what kind of comes naturally to me. Mm. Be sure to check out Shrieks and sounds and, and things, things abound. abound the quiet wants of julian J. dr drew's book has received several awards including the mom's choice award honoring excellence in children's books and most recently the pencraft award for literary excellence so be sure to check out shrieks and sounds and things abound the quiet wants of julian J. It would be a great gift for the holidays, so I'll have links in the show notes and on my website. Huzzah! Huzzah! And before we let Dr. Drew go, we have our lightning round of questions that we ask all our authors. What was your favorite book as a kid? I have it here with me. That would be Miss Nelson is Missing by Harry Allard and James Marshall, which if you haven't read this book, I recommend that you do. Uh, my copy that I have here in my office is a vintage copy. So it's from probably around 1962 or 63. Uh, but it's about this wonderful group of kids who are a little naughty at times, and they have this awesome, super smart, super creative, uh, lovely, lavish uh, teacher, Miss Nelson. And one day for, uh, reasons unknown she just kind of disappears and all the kids are wondering well what's happening where's our teacher what's going on and who should walk in uh but their substitute miss veronica swamp now you imagine this woman looks very much like a witch she has long black hair uh grumpy face uh sharp teeth long black dress and she is nothing like miss nelson and the second she comes into the book you wonder well what is happening how are they going to get rid of this teacher and where's miss nelson because they really need her help now uh and and it's it's a book i've always loved uh i have other books that tie with that but that's one that always kind of speaks to my heart because when I was young and I read it, it was scary. I was scared reading this book uh, when I was like seven, eight, nine. So I, I certainly recommend it to your readers out there if they want a good spook and they want a mysterious little story. And what is your favorite word? It's a big tie between bumfuzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bumfuzzle is a word where uh, when I've had a really long day, like I get into my office, 
Uh, and sometimes I start at seven o'clock and I don't leave until eight o'clock at that night. And I am just bum fuzzled, which means I am tired. My head hurts. I'm confused. It's hard to think. Uh, or sometimes, uh, because I'm kind of a mess maker at home and my wife doesn't like that one bit. Uh, but sometimes I leave things a little cattywampus, which means that I leave things in a big mess or in a bit of disarray, uh, my office included. So those are two of my favorite words. I think they're fun to say uh, for the parents and teachers out there. This is what we call phono aesthetics. Uh, particular phonemes or wordplay that just sound good on the tongue. Absolutely. Which leads me to what is your favorite sound? Oh my gosh, that is such a hard. Uh, that's a hard one because I don't have the onomatopoeia abilities here to kind of share it. Sounds I love and also loathe is early in the morning, my little kitty cat, my little uh uh, calico cat. Uh, she will very much want my attention probably around 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And she will slowly get closer and closer to my face. And it begins with kind of a meow. And then, of course, I don't respond to that. So it becomes a meow. And then she gets really, really close to my ear. And she goes, what? And it's kind of a loud, shrieking baby sound as if to say, get up. I need your love and attention and I need food. Uh, again, other members of the household don't really care for it. Uh, but you know, it kind of warms my heart in that weird way. <laughs> Do you have a favorite kid joke you like to tell? Hmm, I have a couple of them. I'm just trying to deduce which one I want to. Uh, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back to you? What? A stick. <laughs> okay, that's good. Or another one might be is, what did the ocean say to the pirate? I don't know. Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> and a big thank you for making the time for writing a really fun to fun to read. Like, it's really fun to read aloud uh, your story. Um, and it really has a, a wonderful message um, for kids, uh, grownups, um, for those experiencing daily frustrations and, and a really fun way, a playful way for what you can do. Well, thank you for continuing uh, to build bridges with children's liturgy and sharing you know, all the wonderful stories, all the wonderful talent, uh, and inspiring young people not only to read, but to be creative in their endeavors themselves. I mean, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I wish more people were doing what you do. And it's just been a pleasure and an honor to be here. Well, Dr. Drew, the pleasure and honor is all ours. Thanks for this episode goes out to Dr. Drew Palacio for sharing his time and talent and for writing a really fun book. Thanks to Camel View librarian Savannah Trangooch for inviting us to wordplay and for reading shrieks and sounds and things abound to the kids. And thanks to Romel, Milani, Max, Grant, and Ellie for sharing your frustrations and hopes for Blue Bullet's arrival. And thanks to all the students who stopped by to share their favorite superheroes. Hey, what's your favorite superhero? Hi, my name is Ellie, and my favorite superhero is Wonder Woman and Batgirl. What's your favorite superhero? Hi, my name is Levi. My favorite superhero is 
Thor, Iron Man, and Spider-Man. Hey, what's your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero... Hi, my name is Audrey. My favorite superhero is Spider-Man, Batgirl, and Wonder Woman. My name is Elijah, and one reason I like Superman is because he can fly. <laughs> Hello, my name is Romel. My favorite superhero is Batman. Um, why I like Batman? Because he's cool and I like the color black. I am Finley and my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Hi, I'm Kylie and my favorite superhero is Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's exactly what Blue Bullet would say. Huzzah! Well, that does it for a catty, wompously fun interview episode with Dr. Drew. Enjoy the holidays, and remember, a little bit of wordplay each day goes a long way. I would encourage all young people out there, uh, if there's something they love, whether it's silly, whether it's goofy, but especially if it's creative, to know that that's worthwhile. And I hope uh, that they come to that with all of their passion and all of their heart. Mm. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs>